This show is a member of the Sorgatron Media Podcast Network. Find out more at sorgatronmedia.com. This show is brought to you by IndieWrestling.us. Check out IWC, RWA, and more. And listeners like you, support this show at patreon.com slash wrestlingmayhemshow. Hey guys, it is the Indie Mayhem Show. I'm Mike Sorg at Sorgatron on the Twitter here in the Sorgatron Media Studios in Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. And we got another great interview with you here today and several are scheduled throughout the next few weeks, as long as all the scheduling and stuff. You never know these days in the days of COVID and weather and connections and, and who knows, but we got a lot of stuff uh, going on. Please check out everything, of course, at our friends, IndieWrestling.us, WrestlingMayhemShow.com. That's where you can find this podcast, past episodes, and a lot of other great wrestling podcast content and wrestling content as well. And today we're actually reaching out. Outside of the network, I, you know, we do tend to talk with a lot of people we work with because it's just that's it, easy to easy to talk to around here. But uh, I've had the fortune to uh, uh, visit what's going on because man, I gotta get my wrestling bug somehow. And I was invited down. I took the invite and I got to check out some real shoot wrestling here over the last uh, several months. Tim Cross, the uh, promoter and owner of Real Shoot Wrestling, joining us on the line. How you doing, Tim? Good. Thanks for having me, man. Thanks, thanks for coming on. So, so real shoot wrestling happening mostly. We'll get into kind of the depth of all that, but I like to get a little bit of icebreaker for for uh, people. Um, so, so tell me, what is your earliest memory of professional wrestling? Uh, like being involved, or just in general? Mm-hmm. I just what? uh, yeah, no, just in general. Like your memory, like you'll see it on TV. Like what got, What's the earliest thing you remember that kind of caught uh, your attention? Uh, uh, sitting with my grandma watching uh, uh, sitting with my grandma and I don't remember which matches but the people that caught my attention were Liger, Muda Arn and and Pillman Mm -hmm. those were the ones you know for different reasons you know you got you got Muda with the paint and the mist you got you got Liger with the awesome masks Mm -hmm. You got Pillman just flying all over the place, and then you got Arn just, you know, that ground and pound, you know, just rough punch kick, you know, just ruthless type atmosphere. They they were all just, they were all just something that caught my attention when I the first time I really like sat down and started watching with uh, with my grandma and WCCW, uh, the Missing Link. And uh, gentleman Chris Adams, those those two companies and those individuals were the ones that kind of caught my attention mm-hmm. and kept my attention. So that's awesome. So, uh, so so a lot a lot of the Southern style for sure. Yeah, on honestly, yeah it it was it was the stuff you know Georgia, uh, Texas, Florida, mm-hmm. that type stuff. So I, I I know we talked a little bit in the pre-interview because I didn't know a lot of your background kind of going into this, but you did actually train at some point. Can you talk about a little bit of that transition? Like at what point you're like, hey, I want to try to get a shot of this uh, in in the ring and and and, uh, and finding the, that training. Well, I had I had just I think it was like '06. I had just like stopped with my first band that I thought was going to change the world type deal. So I was kind of just down and. I went, I hit up my buddy one day and he was like, yeah, man, I'm at work. Stop in and see me. And I stopped in at work and 
he goes, Hey, you know, my, my, uh, my boss, he's, he's into wrestling. And I was like, Oh, cool, man. He was like, yeah, you know, you should, you guys could talk sometime. And I go in there and I, I talk to the guy and he looks at me and he goes, so, uh, you like wrestling, huh? What kind of wrestlers do you like? And I answered, my first answer was Chris Jericho. And he replied to me is, Oh, you actually like wrestling. <laughs> I thought you <laughs> I thought you were gonna say like Hulk Hogan or John Cena. I was like, no, no, I actually like it. And then uh, turns out that was uh, TJ Phillips, and uh, he's trained as you know people in the in the area know uh, Jason Kincaid. Um, it was he trained Jason Kincaid and then me, and I trained for probably a year and a half, two years, and um. I have been, and this is 06, 06, yeah, and I have been involved in um, the uh, indie scene around here in PA and uh, in Ohio for going on 13 years in some way, shape, or form. Mm -hmm. I mean, I've been, the very early years, it was, I barely helped here and there, got a robe, did this, did that, you know, so... It was very small, but until until the past five years, I've actually really started helping other promotions and then just said, screw it, and did my own. Nice. <laughs> well, And we were talking about that. We kind of have a, a common connection I wasn't aware of. You were there for the early days of the Renegade Wrestling Alliance. Yes. Um, I yes. was there, fell out, <laughs> and came back. So I think we might have just missed each other if I have my timings right. Uh, tell me, tell me well, a little I bit. Mean, were you there the very like first couple shows? No, 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 no. I was in the. I was there in the day in, when we were like, "Hey, let's make this a a legitimate thing." <laughs> and I got brought back in like I don't know two years later, and then you know fell back into the video with them and everything. So, uh, so well, I missed I was, the the. I was there the first very first mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and uh it was definitely a uh it was definitely a a fun experience and mm-hmm. a weird one at that um i found out uh, i found out about uh what it's like to have heat with someone <laughs> uh i i got uh it wasn't even my fault either it was somebody else's but i i got the blunt of it so uh you know it's whatever and then the next time i saw him you know i just Gave him the exchange back and mm-hmm. said that gave him the same response when he asked me if there was a problem. So that was pretty much the end of it. It was pretty quick, but uh, but yeah, man. Uh, RWA when it first started, it was it was definitely something. Um, it was it was cool, but it I mean, I was young, you know. So yeah. for me, it was just like, oh man, this is awesome. <laughs> it, it and it was um, at the time. I know it was you know uh, feel bad. Obviously, a fan that was doing some extracurricular stuff around wrestling and and uh and, and kind of transition to it so there's definitely been a lot of um growing pains over that decade of that promotion to becoming yeah. like basically like the top two you know sometimes one depends on who you ask uh, of, of this region up here at least so yeah so it, it, it is funny to see from those early <laughs> grown days of how, oh. that, how that goes so it was very, very early, mm-hmm. very early. So, so tell me a little bit about the, was there anything else in uh, a significant you've involved to, you know, RWA, uh, RWA usually keeps it, leaves an imprint on somebody's life for better or for worse. Uh, but, <laughs> uh, I think, I think we could all agree on that, but, uh, 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 you know, was there anything else of significance you, 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 
you you worked with and and what kind of like brought you into the uh hey we're just going to do it ourselves um well uh my first my 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 big first uh, story about uh rwa was i was thrown into some crazy four-way tag match thing mm-hmm. he was a huge fan of those when it first started <laughs> <laughs> gotta get everybody um, on the card brother <laughs> uh, yeah it was every day every show was a wrestlemania for that guy um and uh that hasn't changed it ha- it was some four-way tag match and this nacho grande needed a tag partner and i remember everybody had heat with him anyway because he brought nachos and that was his that was at his gimmick table mm-hmm. <laughs> so i'm like great you put me with the guy that has heat but we're uh so we're going out for this tag match <laughs> and sure enough this guy's all hopping around just loving life, giving fives. The next thing I know, I turn around, this guy's sitting on his butt, grabbing his ankle. We haven't even got to the ring yet. And I'm like, what is going, what'd you do? And I walk over to him. He's like, I blew out my ankle. I was like, are you kidding me? On the entrance? Literally on the entrance. <laughs> <laughs> so I get in the ring and I see two other like staff members, which is just trainees, drag him off. and. Here comes the three other teams, and I'm supposed to take the first. I'm supposed. To, he's supposed to take the first pin. Like it's just, that's just what's supposed to happen, you know. So I'm just sitting there, like I'm green as 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 Kermit the Frog, and I just don't know what to do. <laughs> uh, so so pretty much, uh, JC comes over to me, sensation, and goes, "Well, you got to take the pin, man. You got to go." <laughs> so. I'm like, all right. So we get in. I get in the match, and we're working. And lo and behold, here comes a dude in the same exact outfit and a mask, and comes out to be my partner. And I'm like, uh. And I get thrown into my corner, and he and he tells me who he is, and I'm like, what the hell? You weren't even on the card. He's like, I had the same body size. I'm like, all right. <laughs> so, so he was a friend of mine. He's actually now in Alaska wrestling. Uh. Up I, there, there's only like two or three promotions up there. They I, have no drama at all. I, I, I feel like I feel like I want to connect and just have a conversation with people about what Alaska wrestling is like. Because uh, well, I can get you in contact with him. Okay, we're gonna we're gonna we're, yeah we're gonna make this we'll, this happen just we'll, for we'll we'll definitely make that happen. Um, and uh, you know, sure enough, as soon as he got the ringside and stood in my corner, I took the double super kick and was pinned, and then <laughs> it was over. So uh, uh, so there's that one. And then the other one was TJ actually worked a ladder match with, I forget who the dude was, uh, for the light heavyweight title, I think it was, mm-hmm. there. And TJ broke his ankle, I think, like two and a half minutes into it, <laughs> but worked a 25-minute match. Jeez. Those are always impressive. That's TJ Phillips for you. Yeah. <laughs> so. <laughs> but uh but yeah i mean that was the start so that would have been like oh six oh seven mm. and real shoot started around uh we were on three years now mm-hmm. uh in at the end of july so so it had been uh 17 i think was when wow. we started and that honestly the whole reason why that happened is just you know People saying they're going to do one thing and then they don't. And then um, it was literally just a, uh, hey, we got this idea. We're going to be the uh, farm fed in a way for uh, the other feds in West Virginia. 
and we'll get the green guys really, really good, and then we'll we'll move them up to here, and we'll move them up there, and we'll do this and that. Well, TJ had came to me because I had started. And the reason why it's called Real Shoot because I get this question all the time because I will be the first to tell you it's a goofy ass name. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, I'm honest. <laughs> but um, I, I, a friend of mine had got kicked off of a Facebook wrestling page and hit me up and goes, hey, man, will you help me build a page? Uh, and I'm like, yeah, sure. He was like, I know you have some connections with guys, and it'll just look good for our page if you can get them part of it. And I was like, yeah, sure. He's like, what do we call it? And I was like, well, you call it real for you know, the, uh, the fans and then the marks, and then you call it shoot for the boys, and it'll be like a – It'll be kind of like a thing that, you know, the guys can, people can, the people that want to learn more of the business, they can learn it from the guys that are in it type deal. If they want to, you know, give the little secrets here and there, you know, nothing too big, just a family, just a, a friendly little page about wrestling. Well, it grew pretty, it grew pretty far over, you know, a thousand people at the time. And, um, TJ was the one booking for this company and he came to me and he said, Hey man. You want to do me a favor? And I said, sure. What's up? You know, best friend. I have no problem with that. He goes, uh, can I use your real shoot name? And I said, what for? He was like, and then it was for the company that I just told you about. And I was like, why? He was like, well, I mean, honestly, you've already got a fan base established. You know, all those guys that are part of that page, as soon as you start your own company, do you not think they're going to follow suit? Mm -hmm. Because... And we built this whole thing off of me and a buddy of mine one day just hanging out, partying, and we just put some simulated matches on on there of characters that we had made, like me and a TJ, and uh, I had made Jock Sampson and and Jason Kincaid and and Andrew Palace and guys like that, you know, just for fun, and uh, and we built it off that. Well, he came to me and asked me, "Can we use the name?" I said. Why? And he was just like, well, you've already got a, you know, a fan base and it's just smart and mm -hmm. you guys can communicate with them quickly. I was like, all right, cool. That's fine. So essentially it was another promoter and a TJ, the booker using my name. Well, they had ran about three shows and because of the promoter, not the booker promoter, they were awful. So, and I was just like, I got to be honest with you, man. I, I've 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 rode in a car with this guy. I've learned from this guy. I've did this. I've did that. You know, like I've paid attention. I'm one of those guys that I don't. Whenever I'm around others that I can learn from, I, you'll notice I don't talk a lot. I just listen like the whole time because that's how I was taught. And I've and it got to the point to where I looked at him. I was like, you don't need this guy. I can handle everything, and you can just still be the booker. And, and he was like, why do you want to take on this responsibility? I was like, because you're using my name. Mm -hmm. And he went, oh, that's fair. So uh, so we fired. he fired him. And uh, I took over, and I've been running it uh, as, as mine after the second show. The second show? I'll throw him under the bus. I don't care. This little <laughs> jackass had a roster cost of $250. Oh, yeah, yeah. 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 So I told that guy to kick rocks. So <laughs> that's ridiculous. For for those that don't know the background business of indie wrestling, like that is that that's everybody gets a hot dog level right there. 
uh, more or less. A hot dog and a high five. Yeah. And maybe five bucks for a carload of people. Yeah. Today it's a hot dog and a fist bump, of course, with COVID, but uh, <laughs> you get the idea. But yeah. so, so you, you, you really kind of had to uh, work to rehabilitate this brand, it sounds like, going in. Um, and and we've had discussions before about things, and and, and anytime we've talked about working together, I'm like, dude, your schedule's everywhere. I can't do it because <laughs> I think at uh, the time I looked at you were doing like almost every weekend at one point across two to three states, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah. Oh, here's here's the thing, and and it's a cur- it, it's a, it's good and bad. Mm-hmm. It, it's it's both. I'll be the first to say it. Um. At first, I was booking us kind of like a band, okay. To where, to where it was like we want to play wherever you'll have us. We don't care if you'll have us here in a church, if you'll have us in a basement, if you'll have us here, if you'll have us there. And there's a way for us to make money, you know. So, you know, people are leaving with cash in their pocket, you know, to, you know, for their services. I was cool with it, and we were in that position to where we were, you know, um, up, up here in, in the Northern, uh, part of West Virginia, there just hasn't been good wrestling forever. Mm-hmm. But it seems now, um, you know, you have some people that would run shows and they would be, you know, 12 and a half hours long with 147 matches cause they're filming for TV type deal. But, uh, you know, like <laughs> there just wasn't good, storyline pay attention solid wrestling and i feel like we kind of filled that gap and people really dug it so you know um we we were just lucky and and people wanted us here people wanted us there Mm -hmm. uh we had a friend that wanted to run but wanted to uh, you know some help running so he was like hey can i use the name and we we did that in in ohio Mm -hmm. and then uh and now uh we go all the way. Well, when everything opens back up, uh, we'll end up going all the way from Connecticut to Florida. Really? So, so this is not. So your you, your attitude towards this isn't like a regional type thing. That that it seems no. that everybody is like, we are going to be the X in Pittsburgh. We are going to be the X in Cleveland. Like you you like. You were that cross thing, like uh, uh, I, I I think I want to go back to like the what, what Ring of Honor just seemed to be that traveling kind of thing when they first started. Yeah, that's kind of like that's 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 a really good explanation. Is kind of what we're doing. It, it's a situation to where, like, uh, you know, there's like we're the best in Pittsburgh or we're the best in West Virginia. That's cool, mm-hmm. and you know, the, the, they are. You know, some are the best in their area, but that's not what I'm going for. Yeah, that's all. And, you know, and if that's what they are, great, awesome. I, I'm glad if you're happy. That's all that matters anymore. If someone's happy with what they're doing. And then that's all the success they need. You know, that's in, that's just my in my mind. So, you know, if if such and such wants to say they're the best in Cleveland and such and such wants to say they're best in, you know, wherever. Awesome. Good. I hope mm-hmm. they are, because that's just not what we're trying to do like that. And that's what sucks is being in the situation that we were. There was a lot of. In my part, there was a lot of learnings that I had to figure out as we were growing because we've had some, we've had a, a West Virginia belt and then it was like, we don't want to put ourselves in this little bubble. Yeah. So we got, we came off of the West Virginia belt, you know, and we've just had different things here and there and we've just had to learn from our mistakes and hopefully we have. 
and we just we'll plan on learning more as we go. And, and, and just to clarify, I was showing some visuals here if you guys are on video, but I was showing a little bit of the Battle of Cleveland. And if you've ever watched the RSW feeds, these, these are the posters in the background as well. But I mean, I'm, I'm seeing Chavo Guerrero. I'm seeing Effie. I'm seeing Pillman. You know, uh, I know uh, Matt Riddle had a match with you, I think, right be, right as he was getting signed by the WWE, if I'm not mistaken, right? Riddle, Riddle worked for us July 27th, and he showed up. And the only reason why I know these dates is because they're just special to me. July 27th is the show he worked for us. Mm-hmm. August 16th is my son's, uh, my uh, uh, youngest son's birthday, and that's the day he showed up on NXT TakeOver. Nice. <laughs> and, uh, and what's funny is when Matt came and worked for us, he actually came into Parkersburg, West Virginia, and did a seminar the night before. Mm-hmm. So <laughs> at, during the seminar, he looks at me and goes, hey, man, and this might be you know something that's not out there or known, so this might be an exclusive type deal. Uh, I don't know. He goes, yeah, sorry I haven't like hit you up with a response or anything, but uh, I've been super busy. I, I have two contracts right now, and I kind of don't know what to do. And I'm like, oh, really? What's up? Like, he shouldn't be telling me all this stuff, but he tells me, but he just doesn't care. And he goes, yeah, man, you know, uh, it's either NXT or New Japan. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And I was like, oh, crap. He go, I go, who'd you pick? And he goes, oh, well, you'll probably see me at TakeOver in August. And I was like, that's awesome, man. That's... And then he starts telling me how much they're giving him and how much they gave him to move. And I'm just like, hey, man, we just met. You don't got to tell me all this. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, it's like, hey, I don't want you to get in trouble by telling me at this but, point, right? But he was just cool. <laughs> and then what's funny is he came here and he was like, hey, man, you think you could help me uh, help me get my fingers, my fingerprints for uh, WWE? And I was like, sure. So <laughs> helped him with that, too. And uh, he, got, he, he actually came to my house and we were just hanging out on the deck and my kids where my kids were here so mm. my kids got to meet them um so that was really cool um it, it's just been it, it my having my kids a part of it and getting to witness it and them into it as much as they are now has made it way better than when i originally started like you know wrestling starts to wear on people sometimes yeah you know but whenever you see uh, uh, you know like my kids freak out over something like that it just it, it gives you that fire under your butt again. So yeah, that was working with Matt was really cool. Really good guy. <laughs> What's funny is when he starts the seminar, he starts doing stuff. TJ walks in and goes, are you teaching these kids to shoot on each other? What are you doing? <laughs> Cause they're like doing like leg holds and stuff. And, he's, and Matt just kind of looks at him and giggles. And he's like, I mean, kind of man, but that's just my style, bro. <laughs> but uh, so that was pretty much it. But uh, he was really cool. Um, Ch- I, working with Chavo was really cool. Um, <laughs> he can't, He we worked with him in Cleveland, and he brought his chiropractor in, <laughs> and he told the, all the boys to go get go get cracked um, by his guy, and he and his chiropractor set everybody back in place. The whole lock, <laughs> the whole locker room that night. Like even me and even rando buddy of mine that always hangs out, <laughs> he was just like, "Hey man, uh, my my back kind of hurts," and he was like, "Lay down." So 
he, he that was really cool and and then and and having you know teddy hart versus chavo guerrero mm-hmm. was definitely a uh, a cool situation that i got to that i got to uh put together um you know before all the weird teddy stuff happened <laughs> which, which well, i don't even i don't even pay attention did he have the cat yet uh uh yeah oh no <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, he had the cat. And that's the <laughs> night. That's the night that uh, um, Conor McGregor was on UFC. Mm-hmm. And after our show, he went to BW3s. I he's like, come to BW3s and hang out for a drink. And I'm like, all right, whatever, man. So I go. He's parked in the handicap spot in the front, car running, with his three cats inside. <laughs> Just. Just chilling, not caring. Just don't. He's just like. Wait, were they to to warm them or cool them? Like, at what time of year was this? Uh, it was October, so so it was it to was keep to, them warm. It was to keep them a good warm. Okay. It wasn't too cold. Yeah, but yeah. It was rainy that night, so it had a chill. Enough to not to be and concerned those, about his cats. Those cats are just so fluffy, bro. <laughs> and oh man, and then he put one. He puts it on the top rope, right? Yeah. So he puts one on the top rope. And White Mike from, uh, I think it's White Mike or Timmy Red, and I don't remember exactly which one, because on the first night I had uh, the Hart Dynasty versus uh, Jim Nasty Boys. Mm-hmm. And they he put the cat on the top rope. The cat, like, looked at White Mike and jumped off the top rope and ran into the crowd. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, geez, bro. Wow. Um so, Good. You know, that's it, it's been real cool working with some of the names. Effie, also, mm-hmm. if you're going, if you guys are going to check out this Saturday, uh, MV Young's event, um, I don't know when this is playing, but make sure you check out Effie anytime you get the opportunity to. Absolutely. One of my favorite conversations I've had on the show is with Effie and still have not seen him in person. I hope that changes Saturday. So you have, you've only <laughs> interviewed him? Yes. You've not got the opportunity to meet him? No. He is. Make sure you take at least an hour out of your day. Oh man! Oh man! Oh, that's basically what. We, so that's much. basically what we did on here. We talked about marketing and everything at the time because it's just He's what so it was. Smart. Just when he was blowing up and had the website and everything. He's, and, and, so, he's so business smart. Yeah. Oh yeah! Oh yeah! Yeah, you can see and it. And then, and then you find out that he's uh, essentially a, a backyarder, and he'll tell you that, and he don't give a shit. He's a backyarder <laughs> that all the vets uh, uh, like appreciate and respect. <laughs> yeah yeah absolutely so, uh, but yeah great effie's great guy you know chavo teddy uh great to work with mm-hmm. um brian pillman jr i was one of the first people to book him he was he was always he was always a delight to work with always have been and we plan on working together soon here Good. i don't want to give too much away but uh <laughs> soon here uh in the future I uh, got a couple other surprises type deal, um, but uh, recently one of my favorites in 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 um, outstanding people to work with has been O'Shea Edwards. Mm-hmm. So make mm-hmm. sure anybody that doesn't know him, go check him out as soon as possible. O'Shea Edwards is is everything you need in a pro wrestler. Uh, so. Yeah, it, it, you know, uh, running into him a couple of times uh, back, you know, one of your shows just seems like one of the coolest dudes uh, to to be on a roster, and it's just been phenomenal matches every time I've seen him. He's he's one of those guys that if you have on your roster, he makes your whole roster better. Mm-hmm. He's there to help everyone. If they've got a question, 
he has an answer. So, so. We're, we're running up on our time here. I know for a podcast, we actually have a time limit here. Uh, yeah. <laughs> it's more scheduling than anything. But um, I do want to get a little bit into what you guys are doing right now. Obviously, a little bit of a transition. We all got shut down, obviously, in March. Um, I mean, you know, I, I, it, I, I've been trying to work with one promotion in West Virginia since March, and that has not panned out. Uh, so, I mean, it's, it's a difficult time. A lot of a lot of the companies uh, we work with, or they're just around the areas, just trying to figure out what version of pro wrestling, what can they do, what are the limitations, and things like that. And obviously, that's different from state to state. Some are uh, uh, faring better than others. Uh, uh, tell me a little about but this trans. What you were doing now, currently, um, and and how you kind of transition to that version of it well for me i mean and in, in what we're doing now is just like uh, anything else uh we've done with real shoot wrestling essentially is hey we got this idea let's throw it at the wall and see if it sticks um and that's pretty much what we've done and it's just grown from there um you know we have we have a school the the real shoot institute of uh grappling arts and you know, we just we we weren't able to get our kids the matches that they needed. You know what I mean? Like, um, it, it, so we had brought up, you know, let's do like, you know, let's let's do like a little storyline. Let's do a little storyline with our students, and and let's do a little live show for everyone at home because you know they can't, you know, come out and watch us. So we get it, it we we do it. It goes off very well. Everybody enjoys it and we decide to do it again in 2 weeks. And you know, it's catching on and we've got people, you know, vets like, "Hey man, you know, I, I want to make sure I'm not rusty. I want to make sure I get the time in. I want to make sure that, you know, these younger kids of mine are are getting what they need." So um, you know, can can I come work the shows and stuff? And, you know, and I'm just like, please, of course, I have no problem with that. You know, we'd love to have you. So now I've got people traveling, you know, eleven hours, twelve hours, you know, just to just because they want to come and work and, and and get good solid matches and be able to work with younger green guys and help with their development, mm -hmm. which is basically, um why like i said why it all started so you know i couldn't be more appreciative of how it's turned out um and where it's went from the first one and this you know just this small little idea we've had we had and to now see where it's built into you know we we now run a weekly show <coughs> with some um uh, you know with some very good talent uh you know like this week you'll um You'll see uh, the one of the one of the matches is uh, Benny Conley, our RSW champion, versus uh, Beastman. Um, you know, Beastman's always enter entertaining, and uh, Benny is a very um, underrated talent in the this area. Honestly, uh, and uh, I I feel I'm I'm very happy that I'm the one that, that is able to give him uh, this platform. For everybody else to get to see how good he is, um, you know, and we we're also like I said, we're also getting those young kids out there, so so people get to see them. So when the opens back up, you know, 
because I'm going to be honest, as a promoter, y- you know, you can't you can't come right out the gate and mm-hmm. just blow your wallet on the first show out. You know what I mean? You're going to need some 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 young starving talent that wants to really show people what they got. And, you know, it, it, it pretty much just puts everybody on on the same level. And the ones like the ones working for me are going to be above and beyond the other ones because they're just not doing anything. Mm -hmm. So that's why I'm happy that, you know, my kids that we've been training and giving these matches to, and, you know, people like palace has been helping and TJ has been helping. And, and, uh, there's a couple others from that area, like LaRusso, his kids, you know, um, solid, solid talents that uh, we started using. So, um, you know, it's definitely a, 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 we're definitely an area for learning. And that's, that's what we're pushing with our show. If you're watching it, it's usually, uh, uh, you know, uh, uh, someone there working with someone younger so they can learn. Mm-hmm. Um, but, uh, but yeah, as of right now, our goal is, is for learning and just pretty much to keep our names in your mouth. Yeah, uh, essentially, because that's what you got to do right now, because there's just so much going on, mm-hmm. you know, uh, and, and it's not even it's like there's nothing going on, but there's so much going on. Yeah. Uh, you know, because you've just got to do all these extra precautions and it just takes your mind off of doing the other things, you know. Uh, but, you know, the way we set ours up is there's there's, you know, a, you know, a mandate on the mask and we ask you to wear a mask. And it's only like you said, you were invited. Mm hmm. Our crowds are literally invite only. Yeah. And that's it. It's people we know. It's people we trust. It's people from our community that we've always dealt with. So, you know, we're we're doing the the best we possibly can, mm-hmm. you know, to without taking the, the absolute fun out of it for everyone. You know what I mean? <laughs> so, it is, it is uh, riding that line, isn't it? A little bit. So and, and I like that, you know, you know. Everybody seems to be more or less picking a different path on this, you know, like I don't think any two promotions in in, in this area up here are doing the same thing, uh, you know, and, and, and which is a huge plus. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Like everybody's kind of reaffirming their identity in a different way uh, uh, by how they react to this, I guess. Yeah, exactly. You've got, you know, I've I've noticed, you know, just being from West Virginia in this area, I've noticed. You know, IWC taking the drive-in approach, mm-hmm. which is awesome. There's not really a whole lot around me to, to take that approach. Mm-hmm. And the one that I have reached out to um, just doesn't want to take that responsibility on, which is totally understandable. Yeah, yeah. But, um, you know, so good for IWC on that. That's awesome. And they've also been taking the, you know, the baseball you know field approach, which is a really cool idea. Um, and then I've noticed, um, imagine pretty much just tarping off an area. <laughs> uh, I've noticed that, which I mean, there's nothing wrong with it. And if that's what works and get people to pay to come in mm-hmm. so they don't watch your product for free. And, and I think they're fortunate cause it, it's an area right outside. And I, I got to visit them for the, their last show. And I, I believe it's right outside the building that they, uh, typically yeah. run. So people know oh. where to go. It's nothing, it's not a new location. Well, then that, that's even better. That's yeah. a huge plus. Yeah. If people already know where it's at and you're just running outside, yeah. you yeah. know, you've got to do what you got to do. So, you know, you can still have your matches and, and still get the people, uh, what they deserve essentially. Mm-hmm. 
So, but other than that, you know, there's just a whole lot of, a whole lot of people being quiet, you know? Yeah, yeah. And that's, that's good for me and IWC and other places. And that's, you know, and it's, but it might also be good for them too. If, you know, if that's what they want to do. Mm-hmm. So, uh, I don't want to throw anybody under the bus. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, and everybody's in a different position, obviously, and and and, and everything too. So, um, and and even or even approach to to how they're promoting even before this. So, you know, what does this do to that? So, well, before I let you go here, um, uh, we we would like to close with a question: What is the best and the worst thing about indie wrestling for you? Uh, um, the best uh, thing for me is the brotherhood and family aspect it's always been it's always been one of the top you know things for me that's always kept me in it is is uh there there's always been somebody there that's just like i get it or i'm here and you can talk or you know there's just always something if you have a question about hey how can i improve there's always somebody that's just like you know here's this is what this is what you got to do you could take it or leave it uh, it, it's cut and dry, you know, and there's different, and there's different people that, are, that deliver it differently too. Mm-hmm. But, you know, it, there's always that there, there, there's always somebody that's your dad in wrestling. There's always somebody that's a brother. There's always somebody that you, that you talk to, that you get your information from. Oh. And there's always kids yelling in the background. <laughs> yeah. Hey, shut up. You goofballs. Um, and then, and then, uh, the thing that I hate worse. And there's just one. I only get to pick one. <laughs> just one uh, example is fine. <laughs> uh, one example. Uh, uh, it's hard. Hey, I told you I'm doing this interview thing. Here. <laughs> I'm doing an interview. They were good for so quiet? long. This is the get other time here, limit. This is the, <laughs> get out of here, Eric Young. <laughs> He's, he went downstairs to get an Eric Young. Um, <laughs> but uh, for me, um, ugh. Untrained people, mm-hmm. yeah. Just you know, just the the whole, just the whole concept of the untrained uh, idea, and and the companies just and and companies just not working together, but because they're untrained, they go and just start their own company. Mm. That's the that's what I hate the worst. You got Joe Schmo over here. Uh, you know, trained with this guy for two weeks and didn't survive. Trained with this guy for two weeks and didn't survive. And oh man, doesn't take the hint. Maybe this isn't for me. No, 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 no. What they do is just let's just buy a ring and start our own. That that is the worst thing for independent wrestling anywhere. It doesn't matter if it's PA or if it's West Virginia, if it's Southern West Virginia. Because let me be honest, Southern West Virginia past Flatwoods should just be Virginia. Because uh, it's a whole different world, um, you know. Ohio, it, it's 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 all different, but wrestling, but it's all still the same joke that hurts the people that's actually out there yeah. trying to be serious and put on and put on a product for people to invest their time and money into. Because to me, you know, you got Joe Schmo here owning the building, running a show, then lets this person run a show in it with the same people. Just, you know, just different names. And then we do the exact same thing, and they do this three weeks in a row. That's absolutely ridiculous. And you're insulting people's intelligence. And to be okay 
with just the 50 people that come in there and just continuously be okay with it and say that Jason Kincaid can't hurt can't help your roster and get more people through the door, I'm officially done with you. That's that's pretty much it. That's a great generalized example right there. Uh, Tim, <laughs> let me know, uh, tell everybody know where they can check out RSW, what you're doing right now live. Oh, uh, well, uh, we've made it pretty easy. All you got to do is get on Facebook mm-hmm. and check out um, RSW Live, Real Shoot Wrestling. You can put either one in your Facebook and it'll go. It'll take you there. Um, or it'll take you to the fan page. And uh, Twitter is RSW Live. Instagram's RSW Live. And I, I think we're going to do something... Um, coming out on tiktok so guessing tiktok as long then, as tiktok then, survives the next month you're there right <laughs> and then uh, yeah and then uh and then of course we're on youtube uh real shoot wrestling mm-hmm Awesome. It's good. Um, uh, again, Tim, thank you so much for inviting me down uh, uh, to check out a couple of shows he had going on there. Uh, I'm looking forward for the chance to uh, uh, get down there again and uh, and keep up with you guys. Well, man, we're, we're, you're always welcome and we love having you. Awesome. Go check them out. Uh, again, it's out of the network of our indie wrestling.us uh, family, but uh, we like the support. Maybe, maybe we can work something out. Maybe, maybe we'll have a discussion about that here. But, <laughs> um, but no, we're always good for supporting uh, uh, people doing some cool things in indie wrestling. And thank you so much, uh, uh, Tim and the crew down there at Real Shoot Wrestling. Go check them out. Uh, and of course, please check out everything that is happening on indie wrestling.us, indie wrestling network. A lot of great new content coming up uh, over uh, there. Has been a lot of content in the last month especially for you guys subscribing over there and uh please also check out wrestlingmamshow.com for some fine fine wrestling podcasts uh thank you everybody until next time please support indie wrestling this show is a member of the sorgatron media podcast network find out more at sorgatronmedia.com